God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. Ooh, there she goes. Child, can you hear me? Justice Justice Clement says, this is how you know God is moving through this season because the devil want to ruin the podcast and August felt like yesterday. Can you all hear me? Can you see me? Here we go. Somebody says, sis, okay. Oh, let me find out we live an hour late. Let me, it's working. Kiara says, I haven't talked to you for, I haven't spoken to you in for, let me find out we figured it out. First of all, first of all, first of all, I want to give an honor to God who is the head and not the tail of my life. Okay. Because we, okay. Just so y'all know, first of all, we fancy now. Okay. No, let me start over. Let me start. <laughs> let me start over. Okay. So first of all, Child, this is the Woman Evolve podcast, and I am your host, Sarah Jakes Roberts. I am not here by myself. I'm being joined on YouTube and Facebook with my favorite co host, The Delegation. They're tuning in from literally all over the world. I saw somebody from Ireland up in this joint earlier. Okay, let me know where you're watching from. They hear me and they see me. Okay, while they're telling me where they're watching from, I want to give you the lowdown on what's happening. If you're listening to this podcast and you didn't get to join us live, First of all, your girl has tried to upgrade in upgrade in this coronavirus season. I have this fancy little thing that allows me to put pictures on the screen now and to like show you guys stuff if you haven't seen the actual story. So while I'm talking about it, you all have visual, you know what I mean? Like the visual situation of what's happening, right? But this is my first time using it from home and I wanted to use it with the fancy camera and the fancy mic so the audio and the video would be tight. But guess what? The devil tried it. I'm an hour late, but God is still faithful. So as I was saying in my testimony service earlier, first want to give an honor to God who is the head and not the tail of my life. Second, I want to honor the delegation for sticking in there an hour late. Somebody said she had her mental lawn chair and she was going to be sitting down because the devil is not going to have the final say. Nambia is in the building. Rockaway Beach, New York. What it be like? <laughs> Somebody said, hey, Pastor SJR, your face is beat. Be clear. I have to record. I get to record some videos after this. So I have on my makeup because... I let y'all just get whatever I got blemish going on most of the time. But can I tell y'all, God has been challenging me. You guys make me do things that I shouldn't do. I'd be doing the bare minimum, okay? It's like, it's the delegation. It's homegirl time. I'm not about to beat my face and put on lashes to kick it with the delegation. All of that is cute until I see myself on these like TV promos promoting stuff and I look busted, okay? So God has challenged me to start doing better in this season, um, at least for when I'm recording other content outside of the podcast. Ain't nobody asked for all of that information, but here it is anyway. I missed you. Last week, my sister Cora held it down on the podcast. Can you all tell me in one word, how would we describe last week's podcast? 
Somebody told me that they needed to snitch on court. Tell me, tell me. Alicia said, sis, I'm waiting on a sermon. I need some revival. I got you. I will be back in the saddle this week. Noble's Noble's Queen says, an hour late is right on time for me. First time catching the live. What's up? Simone says, caught the live second week in a row. What it be like? Nancy Skeeter says, let's do better in this. I'm trying to do better in this season. Nicole Cunningham says, I'm loving your hair. SJR Sarah got them. Um, what they call these braids? With when they had the hair sticking out. What's it they call? They call something. First of all. You got to put it all on one to the side over here, okay? All on one side like this is how you got to do it when you got these braids. I told them I wanted them to leave so much hair out when they made these braids that they started asking, like, why didn't you just get a weave if you was going to leave that much hair out, okay? Brianna Hammond says, last week was necessary. Renee says, Cora was amazing, Dominique Garrett's goddess braids got them goddess braids that says core equals passion <laughs> La Narai is that did I say it right says one word neck snatch that was two words okay uh Rose says is it is it passion no I think these are goddess braids I think um Didi says Cora was fine. Well, what's up? Okay. Justin says that podcast was funny. I have to go back and listen to it. Last week I was on vacation. Thank you guys for letting me get away. I had an amazing time with the boo thing. We did absolutely nothing. Bless God. Okay. And now we're back at it. Like we never left. What's up? Let me tell you what's up. I have been drinking my water. I'm back to drinking a gallon a day. I had fallen off of drinking a gallon of water a day because that's a lot of water. And then I fell off from working out as well because I'm tired, okay, and coronavirus. I don't know what the two have to do with each other, but I just didn't have a workout in my spirit. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of y'all out here getting coronavirus abs, some of us are getting coronavirus muffin tops. And I have been in a season of COVID muffin, top, muffin tops, but God is calling me out of that season. Um, let me tell you what happened. This is what happened. I uh, was putting on some clothes and the clothes said no. <laughs> and then I went to put on some leggings and the leggings said, I'm not a legging anymore. What They became something different. They were no longer leggings. They they weren't stretching the way that they needed to stretch anymore. They said, I'm at capacity. When your leggings have reached capacity, it's time for you to make a change. I would like to suggest that we change this whole brand to motivate those of us who are in need of a change in our diets and nutrition. I would like to propose, delegation, that we change the name from Woman Evolve to Woman Dissolve because it's too much of us packed down in these leggings. Something has to give. Who would like to be a part of Woman Dissolve? Can they run in tandem? We will have Woman Evolve for the spirit, but Woman Dissolve for these muffin tops. You know, and it's always a sign when people start the pregnancy rumors. You know, there were people on a picture that I posted that were have they were basically planning a baby shower. Oh my gosh, so excited about what they called a bump not recognizing I told them I slid into the comments while they were talking amongst themselves and I said sis before y'all plan this baby shower for this food bump I want you to know it ain't nothing but carbs in here and that is when I know can we stop I know I've mentioned this before can we stop thinking people are pregnant without an announcement can we can we keep the thoughts to ourselves can we just bury them down on the inside because telling someone and can I ask y'all a question the people who be asking are folks pregnant like do y'all not 
have that little pooch at the bottom of your stomach that that looks like it could be about eight weeks into pregnancy if you've had children before or maybe four months if you've never had kids before like are y'all walking around here with flat stomachs so whenever y'all see a pooch y'all automatically think people are pregnant because most of us and I don't know I haven't met most of us but I'm gonna speak on behalf of most of us anyway have that little love pouch down there on the bottom can we start just letting it be a love pouch and not a pregnancy rumor because y'all don't eat snacks please Ashley Tate says get out of the uterus saints please get out of the uterus and the thing is you know what I don't even think they'd be meaning any harm like that somebody was legitimately excited about the idea of me possibly being pregnant and I just want y'all to know I'm just eating snacks and and I want y'all to just assume that whenever y'all can we make a rule for those of you listening if y'all see me with what looks like a baby bump just automatically assume it's snacks automatically we got six kids I'm not saying that it ain't never going to happen because God likes whenever you start saying never, God starts doing stuff. But what I'm saying is assume it's snacks. okay? assume it's snacks because we got six of them. And I just I'm praying that God would open other people's wombs in this season and that he would keep mine this card pouch that it has become. Okay, please. Rochelle says that was known as beautiful back in the day. Let's bring it back. Delegation. The pouch. I have a snack. We have, come on, Trevana says I have a snack pack. This is a snack. Y'all know how they have belt bags and fanny packs. This little bottom half of my stomach is my snack pouch. It's where all of the snacks go once they enter my mouth. And it's going to look like about an eight to eight to 12 week baby bump. Maybe 16, depending on how skinny you were. What I'm saying is this, stay out my pouch, dog. Stay out my pouch. Having said that, it is time for me to dissipate in some way. I worked out today. I, I worked out today and woman dissolve. Ashley Tate says French fries from McDonald's fresh out of the grease sitting in the parking lot with gloves. Let me Ashley, you my kind of woman. You my kind of woman. I know that I should not eat McDonald's French fries. I know it. But sometimes life just calls for French fries, okay? Cache says we'll rescue the pouch since my girl hasn't been able to go to Orange Theory. She has not. She has not. Sarah McKinney says that virtual baby shower is going to be lit. It's going to be for a food baby. Okay. The culture of Psalm says, Sarah Jakes Roberts, where's your sister? You will have to call her to find out. Okay. Because this is the way that the podcast usually works. All right. Um, Okay. So how about this? Y'all know what time it is. It is time for us uh renee says sarah i do not see a pouch on you at all girl if you go look at that picture in that blue and white dress the saints saw a whole baby in there like a whole baby and it was never a baby tisha chambers is on day two of my diet oh oh day two of my diet and this is not working out day two she's already said it's not working okay it's not working um okay so it is time for us to get into the get in okay um (laughs) dominique morgan says can we start throwing snack pack showers i like it i like it it sounds real good instead of baby showers for those of us walking around with baby bumps and no babies can we have a snack shower where you just bring us our favorite snacks if you're gonna call if you're gonna call us out let's celebrate this snack okay so here's the thing 
um, um, this podcast is broken up into a few different segments, okay? The first segment is called Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is when we rescue people who know better but aren't doing better. Why do we call it? First of all, you know I've been on vacation when I'm explaining this, okay? Why do we call it Rescue Eve? We could call it anything. It's because this podcast, this whole brand, Woman Evolve, before I changed it to Dissolve because I need to lose weight, was based on Eve needing to evolve. She knew better but didn't do better in the garden. We dragged her for that, but we all know what it's like to know better and not do better as we rescue Eve we rescue other people in the world in the culture who are out here doing things they know better but aren't doing better okay and so I'm gonna start this show off with let's see I have my things laid out rescue Eve oh y'all okay can we talk about this okay so Mary J Blige did an article or did an interview with hip Hollywood and during the article or during the interview rather she was promoting the upcoming premiere of the star spinoff power book Two: ghost and an interesting topic came up that I want to ask you all about the topic basically was about uh people calling people auntie you know what I mean uh auntie you know how y'all call me like auntie Sarah Mary doesn't want to be called auntie anymore okay she took a moment to address people who affectionately call her Auntie Mary. She says, blame it on her long story career or maybe all of the dancing, whatever the reasoning. As it turns out, the 49-year-old star actually kind of hates the term. She says, I was literally thinking, why can't I just be your sister? And there's women that are way older than me calling me Auntie, she said during the interview. I'm like, come on, B. Come on, come on, B. Come on. Can't I just be your sister, your friend in your head? The auntie is like, come on. Not if you're 10 years older than me. Please don't call me auntie. I'll be your sister and your friend in your head. Can, do we, are we going to drown the auntie term or are we going to let it live? Can I say, I don't necessarily mind. I don't, I don't necessarily mind the auntie term. People be calling me auntie. I'm 32 people older than me start calling me auntie too or we be looking the same age and I'm like I'm pretty sure that I'm definitely your sister and yet they call me auntie anyway but you know what I take it as a term of endearment like like the cool hip auntie that gives it to you real but some of the saints don't like it and this is not the first time this has come up because Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey and Gail also said they don't want to be called auntie but what is this what is that? Cache says, when I called my mom, sis, she wanted to slap me. So I don't know about this. Let me tell you, I call my mom, sis. I call my kids, sis. You have not lived until you have called your four-year-old sis. Like, sis, it's time for you to go to bed. You talking about the look of utter confusion on her face. She doesn't understand it. I love a good sis. Natasha says, drown it. Elias says, drown it. Are we drowning the term auntie or can we rescue it? Can we rescue auntie? Sarah G. Ellis says, Mary is an auntie, though, but I would hope a 60-year-old ain't calling her auntie. She said 10 years older than her. Rochelle says, drown it for Mary J. Blige, but save it for those who take it as love. All right, all right. Mm, Sherelle Stanley said, Oprah and Gail are grandma. So how do you... (laughs) How we bypass auntie into grandma, y'all? Um... Jasmine says, everyone is sis. Priscilla says, when I was young, I had so many aunties, I did not know who my real auntie was. Can we talk about that? 
white people, I don't know if y'all do this. White people and Mexicans and Asian folks and and Hawaiians and Samoans. I, this is all inclusive here at the delegation. Africans. Um, can I ask y'all a question? Do y'all just name people auntie in your culture? Because Speaking on behalf of the black community, we may neighbors be aunties, church people be auntie, auntie be at the church, then they left the church. We don't know where our auntie went. We don't understand the family tree dynamics. We have white people named auntie. Like my aunt Cammy is been at our church for like 20 some years and I call her Auntie Cammy, and we be out in public and I'm like that's my aunt and they're like how explain it to me and then sometimes I'm also her sister because she's with my mom so much that they were also like sisters we were at the hospital the doctor comes into the hospital room he asked to clear the room because he needed to talk to Cammy's family only we were like we're it we are Cammy's family and Cammy is white and he was confused did white people black people no not black people I already know about y'all Asians, Hawaiians, can someone chime in? Do y'all just do this the way that we do this? Can I tell you black people don't know? Can we just assume that most people are our auntie anyway just because of the way our families were split up? If we go back to the motherland, we might be aunties anyway. I don't know. Talk to favorites says African, of course. Joy says oh, older women get so insecure the older they get. Oh, that's all right. All right. Um, Rosalind says I have a white auntie too. Yes, auntie life is real. Uh, let's see. No, I want to say your name right. No, Mathimba. I think I said it right. She says, over here in Africa, we name them auntie as a sign of respect. I Okay, Daisy Lightfoot. Hey, Daisy. She said, everybody auntie. Everybody is auntie. Uh, Jaleesa says, wait, I'm just joining. Y'all still on rescue? Sis, we're an hour late, but God is faithful. He's on time even when we're late. Did you catch it? There's something blowing in the Holy Ghost. Uh, Joan says, yes, here in, in Jamaica, we say auntie. So is this all right? All right. I can't find, um, I can't find any, I know white people listen to this podcast, but right now the way these comments is scrolling, it looks like, ah, Amanda is here. Amanda says, Tia, Tia, I like it. Um, Okay. So are we drowning the auntie term for the cult as a culture? We can't drown it. I'm sorry. Y'all can't call Mary J auntie anymore. That is her personal preference and we must stick with that. But I will say that the rest of us are not able to let go of the auntie term. You know, I want to say Alyssa says I can say some white people do this. Come on, Alyssa. Thank you for helping me out. Alyssa says some white. Come on now. Okay. Uh, and Malia says, Samoans call everyone auntie. First of all, I told y'all this podcast was diverse and, and they chiming in. It was the way the comments were scrolling, but I see y'all now. Yeah. Um, are we still going to, is it wrong if she doesn't want to be called auntie and we call her auntie anyway? <laughs> is it wrong? She doesn't want to be called auntie, but can we still? No, we can't. Shanice says no. Okay. Whew. That's going to be. Can we. Okay. We got to find a way. Can we find a happy medium here? 
you know how when your birthday, like sometimes, like if your birthday is July 17th, like mine, and then on July 18th, somebody asks you how old you are, but for a whole year, you've been saying one year, so it takes you a minute to say the new year. Can that be how we do auntie? Like we know that we need to start moving into not calling you auntie, but every now and then, like if you hit them knees, like if them knees hit it in the middle of the song and you just give us real auntie vibes, can we let one auntie slide in when you down, when when I'm going down, when you down, can we just get one auntie in? But when you're like acting and on the red carpet, we will call you Mary J. Blige. But when you when you when you take us back to um waiting to exhale, can we be auntie during waiting to exhale? Because you were there. That song is the soundtrack to all of our aunties. Angela Bassett is in there, Loretta Devine. Those are all of our aunties. Can we slide it in there? How about that? Can we? Brianna says, let me go comment under post. Hey, I no, no, don't do that. Ashley Tate says, come on, vocals. You felt that first of all, y'all. <laughs> don't even get me started. God wants to do something in these vocal cords, okay? Tarkeisha says, I'm 52 and would not call her auntie. That's all right. You don't have to call her auntie. Can we call you auntie, Rose? Rose, could we call you auntie? How would you feel about that? Are you oh, are you not here for it? Asia says, we'll stop calling her auntie when she stopped doing the auntie thing. Aw, <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. Renee says, let's look it up on the Greek SJR. Let's see what auntie means. Where is auntie in my Strong's Concordance so that I can see it? Um, okay, so she can be our auntie in our hearts, but I guess... We have to stop calling her auntie. How about that? I guess we have to stop. Amber says, let's call her Tia, Spanish for auntie. We have to stop. We have to respect people's wishes. If she doesn't want us, Sarah McKinney says, can we do T.T. Mary? T.T. Mary is worth, worse than auntie. <laughs> T.T. Mary is worse. It is significantly worse than Auntie because T.T. Mary is like, ooh, T.T.? Go and see your T.T. Go on over there and see your T.T. Ask your T.T. about going. You going to go to your T.T.'s house? I know T.T. is worse than Auntie. Auntie sounds classy. Do y'all say Auntie or Auntie? I'm going to move on. But can I just say, do y'all say Auntie or Auntie? That also, the Auntie. Go on over to your Auntie's house. Is it Auntie or Auntie? Auntie is so classy. Auntie is so classy. If we could call her Auntie, we won't call her TT. We won't call her Amy. But can we call her Auntie? Okay. All right. I'll give it up. I'll give it up. Michelle says, "Call me Auntie. I find it endear. I don't mind." Uh, Lade says, "I'm Lade says I'm 27, and someone who was 20 called me Auntie the other day. I was not here for it. Can I? Shanice. Shanice doesn't like to be called Auntie either." And Shanice is, at this point, the producer and engineer of the podcast. At this point, thanks to COVID, she is the producer and the engineer of the podcast. My children call her auntie, and she hates it. Mind you, Shanice and I are basically the same age. And if I am their mother and she's like a sister to me, then she is, in fact, their auntie. And she hates it. Ella's four. Shanice is old enough to be Ella's mother, and she still don't want to be called auntie. Y'all got to let it go. First of all, we need to embrace the fact, honestly, that we old. 
let's talk about how old we are. Last night when y'all was watching the Monica and Brandy verses and y'all knew all of the words and your kids were sitting up there looking at you confused like mine were looking at me confused. That is when we should have known that we're old. I was expecting for this to be a moment for our entire family. My kids was like, I'm, a, I'm probably only going to know the song The Boy Is Mine. What? I don't. What? Just The Boy Is Mine? I don't think there was a song that was played last night except for them new songs that I didn't know. Okay. Uh, somebody just, Katonia says, Pastor Sarah, where's the blanket with the scripture on it from? This is from my good friend, Dr. Anita. This was my Christmas present. Okay. Um, okay. We need to embrace that we're old. Okay. Uh, Asia says, I'm 27. I'm not old yet, but I knew the songs yet. Sis, you are a, a stone's throw away from old. I'm telling you, I've, I got five years on you. And I don't mean old, like old, but I mean like grown, grown. You know how when you like 20, I'm going to say, I'm going to say about 25, 26, you still feel young-ish. But there's something about these 30s that is making me feel extra grown I don't know if it's the six kids and their responsibilities but for some reason and then you know yeah I just feel like an adult okay Jasmine says once you hit 30 you've officially hit auntie level okay I agree Michelle says I'm younger than two of my nieces and close to my nieces and nephews in age so I've been an auntie since the womb there it is okay Miss Ross says listen I knew 99.9% of the songs and sang both parts of the boy's mind darn near passed out first of all you are my kind of woman and you are going to get your roses here on earth because when I tell you I can be Brandy and Monica and I have an eye roll and a neck twist for you and I can go back and forth and back and forth just I've got it okay because she so it's 23 not grown grown 23 it depends on how many bills you have at 23 I will say I didn't have a thought nowhere in my head but I did have pay stubs and that made me feel pretty grown but at 23 I was still trying to figure out if I was going to amount to anything or be anybody I was at 20 read lost and found at 23 my mind was just it had wings and it had just flown off to wherever it wanted to go how about that Ashley says, you know you're old when noise bothers you and noise bothers me. Okay, okay, all right, so listen, auntie, we're rescuing auntie, end of the story. I feel like I didn't get this snack patch until I, until I was 30, so that's probably making me feel grown too. Ernestine says, okay, Sarah, if you feel extra grown at 32, then I must be over the hill at 50. Nah, sis. See, because I feel like you get grown, grown, and then you get um after grown, grown, it's like you just become like fine wine. You're established. You've seen enough of life that you're confident and secure. This is what I'm thinking. I don't know why I ain't been there yet. I'm just looking at women. Like, I don't I don't feel like there's like over the hill. I don't think you get to be old until 80. I think at 80, I think you, I think at 80, you old. I think until then that you are just out here, you're either just finding out that you're grown or you have established yourself as a whole woman. You a whole woman at 50, okay? Danielle says, 50, you a boss. I'm with it, okay? At 50, I feel like you just out here doing your thing. Sherry Tree says, just turned 41 yesterday and I knew I was older when I stopped caring what people think. That's what I'm saying. See, we still at 32, we still trying to figure 
figure out in our 30s whether or not we care what people think. We want to say we don't care fully, but we also be a little sensitive. But there is something about older women where they look like they literally just do not care one percent, like not at all. And I feel like that's what God has for me. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see. I ain't seen y'all in about what? Has it been two weeks? So here we are out here and I'm just talking. She's a Merlot. Carla Matthew says she's a Merlot hunty. Yes. I just, that's what I feel in my spirit. Tyra May says, what about 79? At 79, you kissing old. You French kissing old. Okay. You ran, you didn't ran up on old. Okay. But you just not there yet. 80. Carmen Yanni says grown ish. I'm 41. Right. Cause you still fearing the, okay. So moving on. Cause we just be on here talking and this is why the podcast be 18 hours long and it's not even necessary. Um, okay, y'all, can I tell you, so we went on vacation, we came home, so excited to just kind of like dive back into things, rested, clear vision, and then on Friday, which was literally the day that we got home, we got the news, like most people, that Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman had passed away, devastated, like everybody, uh, walking our children through that, really understanding. Sometimes you don't know how important someone's life is to you until they're no longer in your life, right? And even though I didn't know Chadwick personally, my husband, he came to our church. I had seen him on Sundays and stuff. My husband and him had a closer friendship, but he was a part of our family's bonding moments and, and pride. Uh, we all got dressed up when Black Panther came out and went to the movie theaters and we had on our African attire. My husband had on black, like all Black Panthers. His parents were Black Panthers and it's just a tremendous loss. He has played so many iconic heroes for our generation. And he just had this air about him that just spoke to what is possible for those of us who apply ourselves to whatever our field is and to do it, recognizing that we don't just carry ourselves, but we, we carry so many people. Um, so that was really, really crushing news. Of course, he was battling this illness uh, pretty privately. Um, he, you know, my husband got to spend some time with him over the last few weeks, but for the most part, the public didn't really know about it. And I think it's been really heart crushing to see so many people who didn't know talk about their experience with him. Rose Goldlocks, good Godlock, sorry, says definitely heartbreaking, but God knew. Madison says, OMG, I'm so excited I get to watch you live for the first time. So let's see. Monica Gray says, Black Panther was my intro to Marvel. I've seen some Marvel movies, but that definitely sold, uh, sold me. Shar Davis says his circle is tight, definitely. Sherry Tate says, heartbroken because my bestie had stage four colon cancer, so it hit home for me on multiple levels. That's the thing about grief, right? And... It's not sometimes I, I saw a lot of comments where people were like, I didn't know him personally, but I don't understand why I feel so affected as if I knew him deeply. And I feel like grief doesn't care what the proximity and relationship with. Sometimes when you see the loss of a life, suddenly it reminds you of other losses you have experienced. Or like I said, you didn't realize how important someone was to your story until they uh, until you lose them. And so that was definitely 
That was that was challenging. Deanna says, I loved all of Chadwick movies. He was battling cancer while working on these movies. He had no he had no excuses. That's a king for sure. So um, I don't know. I, I There's a story that came out because like most people didn't know. And I just wanted to, to see if we could rescue this person. His name is Clark Peters. I saw this on The Shade Room and he was sharing. He co-starred with Chadwick in five in The Five Bloods, which is a movie on Netflix. And he got emotional talking about his encounter with him. He was really excited to meet him because he worked on uh, he saw Black Panther like most of us. And And he says, I have to say with a little bit of regret that I probably wasn't the most altruistic in that environment, but hindsight teaches us a lot of things. And what I'm addressing is basically my wife asked what Chadwick was like, and I was really excited to work with him. I said, well, I think he's a little bit precious. And she said, why? I said, because he's surrounded by people who are fawning over him. He's got a Chinese practitioner who's massaging his back when he walks off set. He's got a makeup lady who's massaging his feet. His girlfriend is there holding his hand. And I'm thinking, well, maybe the Black Panther thing went to his head. But now I have to, he got him. I regret even having those thoughts because they were really looking after him. We were in 104 degree weather, running with equipment up to 40 pounds on our backs. And that young man, then he kind of took a minute. I think that, um, man, this is so layered because... One, he didn't have to tell us this at all. And I've seen a lot of people who are like, you know, this is why you shouldn't judge people. This is why you shouldn't, you know, talk negatively about people because you never know what they're going through. But I just felt like, one, obviously, (laughs) all of those things are true. But I just wanted to rescue, you know, Clark Peters from making this assumption because, one, I felt like it was really courageous that he shared it because a lot of us have made judgments about people and we never admit to have made to have made those judgments about them. But he admitted that judgment. He's working through the regret of making that judgment. And I think that sometimes these hard earned lessons are yeah, hard earned lessons are the ones that stick with us the most. But I really just felt like there was something to that and then you know we have this idea of maybe what we think a person will become because of their success or because of something they've gone through and and to see him owning that flawed thinking and then seeing the regret that he had connected to it I just felt like so many of us if we're honest like if we're really willing to be honest have seen someone maybe graduate or get married or whatever and notice that they change in some way but we don't really know what's going on and we do pass judgment and maybe share it within our inner circles but the fact that he admitted it I just thought that was something I don't know let's see what the delegation says uh and he says, rescue. Alicia Allen says, rescue him. My comments are moving. Alicia, where'd you go? S. Perry says, rescue. DeAndre says, I love he kept it real. We do this all the time. Carla Matthews says, that's what's wrong with us. USA, we run our mouth on assumptions. Nicole Cunningham says, rescue, because I know I've done that. Uh, I know I've done the same. Erica Barr says, what was Five Blood about? It's like Vietnam veterans go back to Vietnam and uh, Chadwick's character kind of like haunts them as they're on this journey to recover one of their deceased Vietnam War soldiers. Uh, A lot of says, so rescue him. Keith says, rescue him. A lot of people, okay, yes, a lot of us are saying rescue. I really do feel like, um, 
I, I know like we get on here and we get to clown right on the podcast, but part of the reason why I'm really selective about stories and I like this Rescue Eve narrative is because if we're honest, some of the things that we end up dragging people about, because it would be so easy to be like, oh, Clark Peters, you were wrong for that. How could you? And you should have kept your mouth shut. Like, and all of those things would have been true. But the thing is that like, we've all been guilty of doing that. Like, oh, you think you somebody now or, or whatever shift happens. And we make this assumption about people. And I just feel like we have to be honest about our own need to grow. And so I saw that. And the fact that he shared it, I thought was really something because I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. Rochelle says, wait, Chad plays a ghost. Yeah, I mean, the movie is like three hours long. I didn't get to see all of it, but I'm pretty sure that he plays a ghost that comes back to kind of like guide his... um, Vietnam pl- platoons through yeah okay it says and he played a deceased Vietnam war soldier who occasionally haunted and even encouraged his friends from the platoon now that they had grown older yeah Abigail says yes we are all guilty and this is a lesson Claudia says definitely rescue him Renee says rescue the poor precious lamb didn't know we all judge for sure uh, Jessica says it's very long and it's good yes it I know it's long I and I know what I saw of it was good. So I had to watch, go back and watch it. Mariah says, oh, I feel that in my heart. We have to rescue him. I felt that regret before with the death of my mom, for sure. You know, even like there are things that I judge my parents for when I was growing up, like how I think they should have parented differently or done things differently. And then I became a parent and I realized just how incredible what they did with what they were given actually was. And so I think this idea of looking back and having better perspective is something that we can all relate to. It's just a lot of us, and this is a word from somebody, a lot of us still have the opportunity to fix it. Part of what Clark Peters is dealing with right now is that he doesn't have the opportunity to go back and fix it. But if you can admit that I've misjudged someone or thought that I've treated or I've treated someone differently because of something that I thought maybe this is a good opportunity to kind of get our lives together, you know, and to challenge ourselves. I think if we do this podcast the right way, that the next time we're getting ready to drag someone, we're looking for how can we rescue them? Now, there are some stories I don't even present to the delegation because I know we're not there yet. But I do hope that we can look at different perspectives, look at things from different perspectives and not just take the the easiest thought that comes to our mind, but stretch ourselves to consider other things. So how about that? Um Monique says, yes. Kissy says, we have all judged wrongly at some point. Definitely rescued. Okay. We are definitely rescuing. Okay. Jasmine says, yes, Sarah. When I got older, I realized the same about my parents. Still not a parent myself, but the older I've become, I seize the opportunity to transform. For sure. Okay. So our next rescue is Portia Williams. Portia Williams doesn't care to hear anyone's opinions about what she chooses to do with her one-year-old daughter, Pilar's hair, a.k.a. PJ. The Real Housewives of Atlanta star made this clear on her daughter's Instagram page after people took to it, as well as Williams' personal page to express their confusion and some disdain over the child having extensions in her head. So Portia Williams ended up giving her daughter box braids. I think the baby's like a year old. Yeah, a year old. People seem to have a particular issue with the short box 
box braids she most recently had installed well whatever the intentions behind people's comments mama wasn't having it and she left them a nice little message I think we have a picture of the little girl with the box braids let me tell you something I would like to rescue Portia for giving her daughter box braids now before y'all start this is what I want to say okay um When I first had Kenzie, I did not give her box braids when she was a year old, but I did not know what to do with her hair, okay? Portia is out here being an activist. She is out here doing the best she can in this coronavirus season like the rest of us. And she says that her baby got more hair than most of us bald head folks out here. And, you know, I want to believe that she got them in a way that... that is, you know, she can do for her baby. And uh, Shar says, "Are we sure it wasn't a wig? Because they make wigs for babies. No, it, it wasn't a, a wig." <laughs> Erica Bar says, "Nope, you cheating, Sarah. Show us the picture first, okay?" Michelle Myers says, "Baby scalp is still growing. It's not healthy for her scalp." Okay, can I just say this? You know, I this is not my testimony. I didn't do boxers, but I did not know like how to take care of my daughter's hair when I first had Mackenzie. Ella, I learned so many lessons through Kenzie that I've been able to take care of Ella's hair in a very healthy way. But I have tried so many things with Kenzie's hair. These box braids could turn out to be perfectly fine for PJ. But I'm just saying, as a mom of a girl, I can understand making some hair decisions that could be questionable to other people or that you find out later is maybe not the best solution or that ends up working out for you, even though it didn't work out for other people. And I just want to know, if the delegation is open to this Michaela says no stop SJR I love you but dot 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 <laughs> nope okay uh LaDonna says listen I try not to judge nobody's parenting skills but let's hope it's no tension that's what if she got them responsibly no Sylvia says stop it Sarah too young sis Katanya says I think we need to exercise our rights to mind our business rescue I have is there something Michelle Myers says I have subtraction alopecia in my temples right now because of tight braids it's Zion says so she can get a mat and try to float on that's the closest thing to a rescue we can work with a mat we can work with a mat. S. Perry says she could have did single knotless braids. Are knotless braids okay? Amber Gwen says she gets her hair done all the time. Can now Portia look like she got a head full of hair? You know, her I know her weave be late, but Portia got a head full of hair. So it stands to reason that she knows what to do with her hair. Uh, let me tell you, when I had Mackenzie, I did not have a head full of hair. I was out here just doing whatever I could. But I think people who have hair know how to take care of hair. True or false? Is that true or false? Like, if you have a head full of hair, do you know how to just take care of hair? Or did God just give you that hair and you just out here with hair that the rest of us are fighting? And yeah, I know. I know you got a head full of hair. Or you just out here just scrimping along and your hair flourishes anyway. Um, Audrey says, I didn't think the braids looked too tight. Her edges were gelled down and I don't even do my own hair. I have a fade, so I can't talk to nobody about not wanting to get their baby's hair done. Can I tell y'all, as a mother of two younger daughters, we've got four daughters, but I've got two younger daughters and I have to do their hair and my hair and it is stress. Somebody has to have braids. Right now, I have braids. Sometimes, Kenzie's got braids right now. Box braids that I need to redo. Ella's four. I haven't had any 
braids, but I put her hair in some little juicy twists this weekend because like doing hair is a full-time job. If she found a safe way to put some box braids in this baby's hair so that she can go out and protest and, and get these killers who killed Breonna Taylor into some handcuffs and the baby's hair can still stay on the baby's head, can we not rescue? I think we should be able to, no? Hmm? Ramika says, false, LOL. My mommy had hair and couldn't do mine. I have hair and barely do mine. Let me, can I tell y'all something? Those of you with all of this hair that y'all don't take care of, the rest of us are out here frugal with our follicles, okay? Can't spare none of them, okay? We on a tight follicle budget. And some of y'all walking out here with this long Indian, my, my, I got West Indian in my family and, and, and I'm half this and half that and I got all of this hair that y'all just, just, just leave any kind of way. What is happening here? Hmm. Michelle Myers says there is no such thing as responsible braids. I bind you, Satan, Oof, to, as I touch my own scalp. What? No such thing? Even if you don't keep them in very long and they knotless? Huh? Can someone help me? Fatima says, so delegation, do we not rescue someone who chooses to do something with their own child? I don't think we should judge her mother in schools. Can we? Can we rescue? Jaleesa says, ain't look... Ain't took care of all my hair, LOL. So now it's all gone with the curly T. Come on now, curly T. Come on, teeny weeny afro. Some of us on a follicle budget is what I'm saying. Ebony says frugal follicles. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. You have fought. Some of these people out here got hair flourishing and God bless you. Okay, but I just want you to know that it is a blessing because some of us have had to fight to keep the follicles we got on our head. And I just feel like, we should be able to do what we got to do, okay? Amber Goins says, I can't lie. I used to get my hair hot comb regularly, and I have a lot of hair, and that was my mom's only way to maintain it. So let's rescue. Come on. Can we rescue? Can we rescue? Erica Barr says, maybe not responsible, but pr but protective. Protective. Willis is no rescue. Okay, so can we do the floaty? If that is all right, I would like to offer a floating. Hillary Griffin says rescue and give her a different option for that baby. I would like to say rescue. Dariana says rescue, mind your business. That's her child. I agree. Okay. Somebody said, oh, well, come on now. Thank you. Somebody said, Sarah, rub your hair again. It's kind of sticking up. Y'all better look out for the saints. Rose says, I'm trusting the nanny just because she's a nanny, though. Ooh, huh? I don't, I don't know what we're talking about. Michelle says, I love Portia, but that's too... Can we... Okay, Nisha says rescue for sure. Denisha says give her a bus ticket. Sold. Sold for 200 Alex. We're going to give her a bus ticket. Okay, I'm for that. Amir Holland says, it's one thing to judge and it's another thing to say something isn't a good idea. Okay. All right. I'm going to... I'm going, we're going to do the bus ticket. Tiffany says, send a yacht. You, we got a yacht budget? During the, we ready for that? A floaty, we we stuck between a floaty, a bus ticket, and a yacht. We gonna meet right in the middle. And what's in the middle between the bus and the yacht? A car service. <laughs> Uber black. We gonna Uber black, okay? Ah, Cache says rescuing because nobody offered to pay the stylist for a different style. Amen. Come on, somebody. Okay. 
So, all right. Oh, she says, I'm not trusting the nanny to do her hair. Thank you, Rose. We got that. But I'm telling y'all, have y'all seen Portia is out here doing her thing, okay? She is protesting. She is tapped into the legacy of her family. She's out here making things happen. And she is doing the best that she can, like most of us, with what she has going. And I understand being busy, and trying to make things, Rochelle Roberts said a limit. Okay. Uh, Rose said regular Uber. Oh, no Uber Black? How y'all sending a yacht, but we can't Uber Black? Okay. Yeah, Jay Nicole, I agree with you. She says, wait a minute. Now we save the yacht for the big situations. Agreed. <laughs> Jacqueline said a scooter, and I am deceased. <laughs> I cannot. Okay. Um,. Anyways, as I was saying, when you out here being busy and being great, you don't always have time, okay, to be great at everything. So you got to do things that help you and help save you time, resources, and sometimes even finances. You know what I'm saying? So that might be box braids for your baby, or it might be HelloFresh for your dinner table. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit plan. And let me tell you why I love me some HelloFresh, because HelloFresh actually has good food. I don't know about these other places. I'm just telling you that my experience with HelloFresh has been one for the books, okay? If you're looking for another way to make your life easier, may I suggest HelloFresh? I got Shanice hooked on HelloFresh and Shanice is vegetarian because HelloFresh has options for no matter what your diet plan is, whether you need family friendly meals or you're a vegetarian or you just want to make something different and spicy for you and your boo thing. HelloFresh is the meal kit service that you need in your life. You can get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need. That's one of the things that I love about HelloFresh. Once you sign up, if there's ever a week where you're like, we're going to be out of town or I actually feel like cooking my own recipes this week, you can pause it. You can skip the week. Or, or you can totally change your delivery days. One of my favorite recipes from HelloFresh is the spicy maple chicken meal. I know I told you guys about the Korean beef tacos, but the spicy maple chicken meal comes with sweet potatoes and roasted greens. I like a little sweet and spicy. It was super easy to make, and I think it was just about literally 30 minutes to get on the table. It was life-changing. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. If you guys want to take me up on my offer, it sounds like some of you have. Sarah says that that jalapeno something burger from HelloFresh was too good. Let me tell y'all hello fresh i'm i'm trying to tell y'all y'all don't be listening but i be trying to tell y'all that you need to try hello fresh if you are ready to give it a try you can get 80 dollars off okay hellofresh.com slash 80 evolve and use code 80 evolve to get a total of 80 dollars off including free shipping on your first box there may be some additional restrictions that apply so please visit hellofresh.com for more details again that's hellofresh.com slash 80 evolve and use code 80 evolve to get 80 dollars off simone says hellofresh is good it is good, okay? How about that? Ramika says, transition with the ad on the screen. Hello, season seven. Season seven is trying to do a thing, okay? Bree says, low-key makes me want some sweet potatoes right now. Sweet potatoes are a snack, okay? 
So, all right. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. We take a minute. Acknowledge the, the saints and the folks who are out here doing incredible things. I just have to go ahead and give a Hail Mary to... Monica and Brandy. Monica and Brandy came together last night and did verses. I don't know them. I don't know how much of this feud actually happened and how deep and real it was, you know, but they came together, overcame those that feud, at least for the sake of the culture. And let me tell you, it was right on time. 1.2 million folks got on Instagram Live to be taken back to Steve Madden shoes, um, hats. What was them hats called that Brandy used to wear them big old Apple hats? Apple hats, honey. Let me tell you something. I was sitting up in my room, okay? I was trying to be a ride or die. Who did y'all have for verses? Did y'all have Monica or Brandy? I'm not going to lie. Um, when they played the songs, I realized that it was split right down the middle for me. Before, I thought I had one person who was definitely going to win. But when them songs when them songs got to playing, I had everybody. Now, some of the things, Sharice says Monica and Brandy killed. I didn't, I was cooking dinner and watching and singing my heart out. Um, but a lot of them, people were saying that there was shade happening. And I didn't, I don't know if I was just swept up. This is a word. I feel a word coming. I was so swept up in my own joy that I didn't experience anybody else's shade. That is a word for somebody. You can be so swept up in your own joy that you don't even experience another po- another person's shade. Because last night, you couldn't have told me that we didn't all have a good time. I didn't see the shade. I missed the shade. But once again, I was in my joy, okay? Erica Barr says, full moon, the whole album. What I love so much... First of all, Monica's waist, woman dissolve. I woman dissolve workout plan plan. Okay. Aja says there was shade LOL quite a bit. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. I Sarah says, oh, it was very shady. I Mariah says, oh yes, it, it was a little what? This is brand new information. Sylvia says, no shade. People were reading too much into it because I didn't notice that. I was so swept up in my own joy. Let me tell you, Monica, I just want you to know that I am starting a whole new brand it's woman evolve is still a thing but woman dissolve is also going to be a thing and it's for this muffin top that has evolved on my waistline that needs to dissolve so that I can put me on a corset top and sit up and look pretty the way you was looking pretty last night what I love let me tell you waist was just where is it I've never seen it how about that AJ says Monica said we ain't no group she did say we want no group but that was that shady it was true I need to, my shade detector is still on vacation because I didn't see it. Jaleesa says child palm trees, but it was good. Well, look at, well, listen, hail Mary to them for being in a room with the shade people, with the shade, being in the shade room. Another one. <laughs> for, shout out to them for surviving the shade room so that we could get our joy. Because it was amazing. Ms. Ross says, exactly. Monica is the queen ambassador for No Waste What Way. Yes, she was. Okay, so I wanted to give them a Hail Mary. 
I also wanted to give a Hail Mary to the Selena City Elementary School District. More than $130,000 has been raised for a family in California after a photo of two young girls using their free Wi-Fi in a Taco Bell parking lot to complete their schoolwork went viral last week. In the photo, two girls can be seen sitting on the sidewalk outside a Taco Bell in Salinas, California, working on laptops as an employee crouches down in front of them. The faces of the girl in the photos are are obscured, but the Salinas City Elementary School identified the students after the photo began to circulate and immediately provided the family with a hot spot. So I wanted to definitely give a shout out to the school district for applying the kids with a hot spot, but also we raised $137,000 for this family. And I wanted to make this a Hail Mary because let me tell you something. Part of the problem with coronavirus, though, obviously we need to be safe. We need to make sure that we aren't in groups where the spread can continue to multiply exponentially. But there is a disparity when it comes to technology. Not everyone has the internet. Not everyone has Wi-Fi. Not everyone has the ability to take their children to places to get access to Wi-Fi. And so I really like that this school district understood that there was a need for these children to have hotspots so that they can stand a fair chance. Well, I think one of the greatest concerns, like first of all, we're not even going to understand the impact of coronavirus until we're out of this pandemic. Like it could possibly be 10 years before we understand the full implications of the coronavirus impact. Like what this is going to do for people in the education system, the disparity between the level and quality of education that some people are receiving versus people who don't have access the way other people do, the job market and economy for graduates. It's going to be challenging. So I think that everything that we can do to make sure that we are closing that gap is going to be super and super important. Nisha says, yes, come on with the hot spot. Honeybee says, amen. Let's see. Uh, Rochelle says, but so happy the baby's got their knees met. I didn't see what she said before then. So let's see. Lake Moore says the mental strain. Cause let me tell you something. I am tired of the coronavirus. Sandra Washington says Brookwood, 167 pays for hot spots. Brookwood 167. I'm not sure what that organization is, but if you guys need that, you should definitely look into it. Uh, Ambria says, didn't hear about this, but I love it. Come through Salinas. Amen. Okay. So Rochelle Roberts says, yes, I was just thinking today, homeschooling my child. What if someone doesn't have the internet? Exactly. Like, and it's not, I think obviously we're doing this podcast on the internet. So some of us have had the internet for so long that we don't realize that the internet is a luxury and to have to sit down and do school on the internet every day, like not everyone has that capability. And so we got to be thinking of creative ways that we can make sure that everyone is getting the same level of attention to their education abigail says i'm tired of the rona she has gotten on my last nerves sylvia brooks says corona has to be gone soon she needs to get corona needs to pack her bags and get up out of here okay that's what they need to do corona there's another teacher speaking of coronavirus in the education system there's another teacher her name is janet i'm gonna call her janet you okay 
because I don't know how to pronounce her last name and I'm not in this spelling folks last name right uh, wrong anyway she, um, she is pregnant she got put on bed rest she's in the hospital and she is still teaching her third grade class okay she is in her 11th year of teaching and her meal tray is doubling as a desk she says in the beginning of the school year that is when you build your relationship with your students and I didn't want to miss that opportunity she was hospitalized seven weeks ago due to pregnancy complications and now she's on bed rest until her child is due but that has not kept her from teaching her class my love of teaching and building that relationship is so much stronger than me just wanting to sit and do nothing and honestly that would be the life to take it all in and relax but my desire is to be with my students you guys have got to see this if you haven't seen it and you're listening to the podcast because you didn't catch us live we've got the video playing sis is sitting up in the bed with her laptop on teaching her students I mean like she's that's how committed she was. Brianna says, wow, the dedication because the kids would have been teaching themselves. I am tired. Okay. Nichelle says, I saw that she is amazing. But when you're purpose, see, that's why you got to be in purpose. Because for us, it sounds like a stretch. But if that is your purpose, you don't care what it costs to make sure that you show up for it. Honey, we have been on the road. I have had like fever sweating through my clothes not running down my like and I'm still like oh no we're going to get this word preached on tonight like we show up my house has been going crazy kids have been acting crazy my mother my the last surgery my mother had I got a picture of her passed out laid on the floor with paramedics around her right before getting up to speak and I'm like we're going to preach this word because I can't be with my mother right now but I can make sure that I am at least getting on the devil's nerves and that I am staying committed to what God has me to do I preach that message we got on the plane to go see my mama but I'm telling you like when you are in purpose you are in purpose and this is obviously sister's purpose okay Rochelle says third and fourth grade special great special sped grade teacher right here I want to make sure I said, hit me up if I said that right. I said what you said, but if that ain't what you meant, tell me what you meant. Carla Matthew says, it's serious out here for us teachers. We care for real. Come on, man. And we thank you guys for being that committed to making sure that our children get the best education. Oh, SPE, the special education teacher. Boom, shakalaka. God is good. Tiffany Mendes says, purpose drives you no matter what. Chadwick just showed us that. What a great way to bring that full circle. No, purpose is, but you got to be in purpose. And that's how I know, honestly, somebody contacted me about doing a movie. And I said, no, because it sounds like a great opportunity. I've done a few things before in film. I didn't enjoy it. It's not my purpose. It's long days. And I'm just not passionate about reading these lines the way that I need to be to be sitting up there all day, waking up at four o'clock in the morning to do makeup and sitting there all day. It's not my purpose, but it is someone's purpose. The most incredible thing that any of us can find is our purpose. So, okay. That was Janet Yu. And then Lastly, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is donating $45,000 towards the education of Jacob Blake's children. I love this story so much. Obviously, if you haven't heard, I, I don't know, honey. Jacob Blake is from Kenosha, Wisconsin. He has been in the news because he was shot seven times in the back by a police officer, 29 years old. 
Um, three of his children were present for the shooting. And Donovan Mitchell is partnering with Adidas to help pay for the education of his children because he's paralyzed now and is likely, you know, prayerfully he'll be able to walk again. But certainly, you know, it's going to be some time when he goes through recovery and rehab. So, man, I thought that that was dope that he did that. But can I tell you, sometimes... This is like being black and COVID, like, because I just read an article that COVID is like now the number three killer of African-Americans. And just like white friends, hear my heart, Samoans, Asians, Mexicans, all of my brethren, I know that every race has their own challenges. Right now, I want to talk about black challenges. This year has been, it's been heavy for us. And it's exhausting. It's all, it's never been super easy, but it's pretty exhausting to continue to read these stories, okay? And that's that. That's that. And as much as we can come together to acknowledge one another's pain and to help, um, I just, I just, think that that's important okay Melissa says a very exhausting Sarah says every month is something every month is something we are tired okay Miss Ross says super heavy and extremely exhausting Natalie says we is tired boss and can I say something else like we're in an election season and I know that that means that like we are going to hear a lot of rhetoric from both parties. And to be honest, I am frustrated because neither candidate fully represents my views at all. You know what I mean? And I know we have to vote. We need to vote so that we can be responsible citizens and really begin to shift this generation towards something better than where we are right now. But can I just tell y'all, like, it's a lot going on. And I really do feel like the racial unrest that continues to be exposed I won't even say that it's being you know created because it's always been there but the more that it continues to be exposed the more emboldened people are to have these confrontations like it's stressful okay we live in LA somebody they had a Trump rally thing like a parade in the valley and their cars were shot at like it's too much. And I just want everybody to just like mind their business, work out, drink your water, be nice to people and and just leave us alone. Like and just leave everybody, just leave everybody alone. OK, E. Wimberly says, do not know who to vote for, honey. I'm not even I don't even get into that because. To be honest, as a person who has influence, I recognize that I have to be held accountable for how I guide and steer that influence. And I don't want to be I don't want to sway anyone's vote. You need to hear from God about what you need to do. There are other people who are in, you know, um, leadership 
especially religious leadership who will tell you what you should do. I am not one of those people. I'm going to just give it to you 100. I am not one of those people. I will never be one of those people because Jesus is not running. And because Jesus is not running, there are going to be some major flaws on both sides of the party. And I'm not finna sit down and say, this is what you need to do. I see and not and say fitting and that's how y'all know that I'm tired of it okay Hillary Griffin says the filter has disappeared in my hometown even in our church it's heavy and exhausted that's what I'm saying you know I just I just I'm over it can I tell y'all life is stressful and I'm not even going to make this transition a transition but what I am going to say is this okay is stress out here between the racial unrest and the political stuff and just being like so disappointed in the state of what's happening in the world and coronavirus and bills because can I also say that bills have not stopped in coronavirus that bills continue to just pop up and and sometimes it can be stressful and BetterHelp is one of our sponsors for the podcast today and I want to encourage you from an authentic place to consider whether or not you need someone to talk to in this season I went on the BetterHelp website before coming here and I didn't realize that they also don't it, I think when I've been talking about BetterHelp, I've been making it more about like if you need counseling, which is certainly something that they offer. But they also have help for teens and for couples. And that teen thing really stood out in my mind because some of us, if we're honest, may not be ready to go to therapy. We may be feeling a little like reservation about it, but we have children in our lives or teens in our lives that we feel like could benefit from having support. They're in virtual learning environments. They didn't get to go to prom. Like how are they processing that? We may not have the tools, but connecting them with a resource that does have the tool so that we can make sure that they have an outlet for how they're processing this like really stood out in my mind. So if you got a niece, a nephew, your own children, a friend, whatever, who has children, I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp. I obviously want you to consider yourself and your cup, yourself as a unit with your spouse or yourself individually. But BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. And I just, I cannot over express the need for us to be willing to talk about our feelings and how we're processing this season. Not to go fully on a tangent, but what I will say is we went on vacation. We came back. I was ready to get into a familiar rhythm. This is kind of in my snack a little bit. I was ready to get into a familiar rhythm after vacation. And it's just like we got hit by a truck between Chadwick passing and some things that were happening at home and within our family. It's just like we will. Where is the rhythm? Where is the rhythm that we've been looking for? And so we really had to talk about like our feelings and emotions and how we're processing and what we need in order to feel healthy and balanced and whole. And that's something that you can have through therapy. BetterHelp's mission is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. They don't just have assistance for you, but they also provide support for couples and teens. If you feel like your teen could benefit from an outlet with everything that's taking place, maybe you should consider BetterHelp. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, anxiety, sleeping, anger, stress, relationships, trauma, family conflicts, or grief, anything you share is completely confidential and one of the things I love is that they also have financial aid available for those who qualify if you are not happy with your counselor for any reason you can request a new one at any time because having the right counselor can kind of be like trying to find the shoes that fit you the best you definitely want to make sure that you find something that is 
um, that is that fits your personality. Best of all, it's truly affordable. Woman Evolve with Sarah Jakes Roberts listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Evolve. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash Evolve. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with your with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash evolve. Deanna Patterson said, thank you so much for this information, SJR. I am glad to share it. Alyssa Trevino says they have financial aid for college students. Let me tell you, there's literally no reason, okay, for you to not get the help and support that you need. Okay, because it's stress out here. All right. Brianna Hammond says, I need Dr. Anita. (laughs) Dr. Anita used to be a better health therapist. So there might be a Dr. Anita waiting for you somewhere. Okay. So, yeah, you guys definitely check out better help if you need it. It's time for us to get into the advice section of the podcast. The advice section is where we take a minute and just hear what's happening from the delegation, what's going on in your world, what can we do. I want to give you all an update that came through my Instagram DM box. Um, I, you know, two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago before I went on vacation, I shared with the delegation that I have a parenting box, okay? Okay. And I go into my parent. I want you guys, if you didn't hear that episode, go back two episodes and listen to me dig into my parenting box, right? My parenting box is what we're using instead of giving children whoopings now, right? We ask our children about their feelings. I go into my box. This is me going into my box right now. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, I go into my box and I pull out something, right? When I, where I used to just go for the belt, nope, I go into my box and pull something out. So yes, I've been using my box. And let me tell you something. I have an update from somebody who used their box okay and the box let me just read it to you okay it says hey I'm not sure if you're going to read this but I wanted to let you know that I tried your feelings box that you talk about in the podcast with core let's just say it works with the clapping hand emojis okay the child was crying I asked her how she was feeling she told me frustrated then we got down to the root of the problem thank you so much for all your advice love you my best friend in my head y'all tried to make me believe that my box needed to be thrown away and my boxes out here helping parents understand things about what's happening in their world on today okay Sarah says yes positive parenting okay all right y'all tried to throw my box away but my box is out here helping folks so I could have been humble and not brought it up but I had to bring it up anyway Jacqueline says Cora talked about that but box Cora doesn't enjoy my box Sylvia Holmes says the box is real the box is amazing okay um how about that <laughs> Alyssa says this is just an ad for the box this is not an ad there's the box is just the box it's an imaginary box there's no ad connected to it Amir says we believed in the box sister we just uh, said attach it to the belt the box cannot be attached <gasps> Natalie Janice says the box is whack lol let me tell you something my box will not be ridiculed here at the woman evolve podcast um Jaleesa says, oh, I'm all for the box. I introduced it to my fellow educator colleagues. They loved it. The box is amazing. Okay. Uh, Natasha says, I had to pull out the box last week talking to a child. Let me tell you. Jillian says, Sarah, did you pay her? I didn't pay nobody. The box is beautiful. 
You go into the box and you start asking the child questions. Let me tell you, Ella was having a little meltdown when I got home. I said, okay, let's sit down, right? Right, okay? Because <laughs> she did. I think she swung on Kenzie. Okay, she can get a little violent sometimes. Everything's fine. She got in trouble. But, you know, now you got to go on timeout because you swung on Kenzie. And she got all upset. She was all upset. And so she's four, right? I said, let's breathe, right? We breathe in. <sighs> <sighs> breathe in deep okay smell the roses breathe in deep and then whoo blow the candles out right we did that about three times right and I did it with her and I was like <sighs> 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 I was like that feels nice do you like that and she's just shook her head tears streaming down her face shook her head I was like, let's do it again we did it again until she calmed down and I said now what I tell her I was like, all right, now you hit Kenzie and you know you weren't supposed to hit Kenzie, right? She's still breathing. She's shaking her head and she's like, yeah. I said, did you get a little excited? She's like, I was just so excited because I missed you. And I told him, we talked about sometimes you get so excited that you don't think before you do things. And so we have to calm down and think before we do things. I said, because if you would have thought before you did that, what would you have done? She said, I would have made a better choice. Sometimes you got to think. And now you have to sit in time out for a minute and think about the better choice you would have made. And she sat there and she stop crying but Shanice was here and Shanice was a punk and Shanice let her out of timeout but what I'm saying is this the box helped her to identify her feelings when I am excited I don't think before I do things and so now when I am excited I need to think before I do things y'all sleep on this box y'all sleep okay any meanie any meanie is that your name any meanie says what she said any meanie says not the breathing exercise it sure did Okay, sure did. Sherelle Stanley said, I need Ella on the next podcast. She would love to do it. Okay, she would love to do it. Ashley Tate says, Nuck if you buck. Ella doesn't mind making sure that you see these hands. Okay, Jillian Washington said, Where's Core for this? No, I have you all to myself. Okay, I have you all to myself, and y'all got to get this box. Renee says, I did the box until one day after doing wrong, she put herself in the corner and said, we'll talk after my timeout. Oh, no, she did. <laughs> ah, the box, that's beautiful. I like the box. I think the box is great. Okay. Kenna says, so what happens when she swings again? Do we go back to the box when she swings again? And she's, she's probably going to, it depends. See, the swinging is a symptom of the feeling. Okay. So when she swings again, we're going to identify the feeling. We're not saying that she's not going to get in trouble. I'm not even saying that it's not going to happen again, but I think it's going to help her to better understand herself. Maybe she's upset next time she swings. What upsets you? Oh, let's talk about that anger. Let's talk about what you feel when you get angry y'all hate this box but this box is blessing people okay how about that how about that Antonisa it's a no for me oh well, she's talking about them box braids okay all right Michelle Meyer says keep your box I'm going to keep it okay so question number one okay Question number one says, hi, big sis. First of all, I just want to say I love you so much. I love you, too. I'm just so glad that my generation has a woman of God like you to look up to. Thank you. She says, I just want to get your advice. Obviously, black people have been suffering and fighting for equality for years. And this year has been very overwhelming and discouraging. Like we've been pushed back a few steps. Why do you think that God has and is allowing our race to suffer? This is such an incredible question. And it's 
it is one worthy of us answering. For me, whenever I start asking myself questions like this, which I think is a perfectly acceptable question to ask. A lot of times we don't want to ask these questions because we feel like maybe it's disrespectful or dishonoring to God. But the point that it lives in your mind and in your head, I really feel like it should be addressed. I think it's always important to understand God's original intention for humanity was not for us to experience suffering. There's nothing in the creation story that leads me to believe that God set us up for suffering. Now, he set us up for hard work. He set us up to be fruitful and multiply. It wasn't like we were supposed to be lounging and down here on vacation. We had a purpose. That purpose required work. It required for us to stretch ourselves. So, so all of that is reasonable. But in particular, when it comes to suffering, that wasn't a part of God's original intention down to us not even experiencing death, right? And the grief connected with death. And so I think it's really important to understand that this isn't necessarily that God wanted for us, but because of what Eve did in the garden, this is now a part of our reality. So what that means is that we are all experiencing suffering in some capacity, Our suffering here as blacks in America is terrible. The suffering of someone who's maybe in a a third world country who doesn't have the resources to to water and basic necessities that we have is another struggle where they could say, why is my community struggling? You know, human trafficking is a a struggle that, you know, some groups experience more than other people groups there. What I'm trying to say is that they're struggling all over the world. And I think Sometimes when we are only engrossed in our struggling, we can think that everyone else is fine while we're experiencing a struggle. But the reality is all of us in some capacity are experiencing a struggle. And that doesn't diminish our struggle, but I think it should put our struggle in perspective. Because even if we experience the equality that we're fighting for, there's probably going to be another area of struggle that is highlighted in our communities. And so the goal then is not to come to a place where we feel that we aren't going to struggle anymore, but to really come to a place consciously where we recognize that the struggle and God's goodness can live in the same place. And I think that when we come to that place of understanding, we aren't accusing God or upset with God because we're struggling, but we recognize that his goodness and struggle can live in the same place. And that's a really hard thing to unpack. That's making me feel like maybe that's what I need to preach about this week. But God's goodness and struggle can live in the same home. And the goodness will always outweigh the struggle when it's all said and done, but God's having a relationship with God, being in connection with God doesn't eliminate struggle altogether. And I know that that's not necessarily what anybody wants to hear. I think that we're all looking for a way into this place of peace and perpetual stability that doesn't have struggle. But the truth is that we're going to have struggle when I when we like legitimately talk about like, oh, well, we could just leave here. Like even uh, my friend from Nigeria was like, you you could move to Africa, but there's a <laughs> Africa's or Nigeria in particular is a lot different from what's happening in the U.S. So, no, you may not have the racial disparities that you experience in America, but there are going to be a completely different set of struggles that you have to experience there. So it's not like we're going to be able to avoid struggle. So I, I don't know. I hope that's helpful. I don't want to, 
I don't want to diminish what you're experiencing or feeling at all, but I do think it's important to recognize God's original intention, how that intention was altered, and how now the struggle and goodness have to live in the same realm. Okay? How about that? Um, Let's just see. What does the saint say? Victoria Antal says, very, very different as Nigerian. I can speak to that. There's a lot of comments. Because, you know, people can just log in. So a lot of people are talking about me and Woman Dissolve. But that's fine. Um, Okay. Rochelle says, the goodness can definitely outweigh the struggle. And... The Empress Lifestyle said, but I'd like to pick my struggle to deal with. And that is why migration might be considered. Agreed. Like you can. That's the beautiful thing is like, that's another thing. Like there are some struggles that we are enrolled in that we can say this ain't for me. Like I would rather have that different type of struggle that is in Canada or Nigeria or the Bahamas or whatever than the struggle that I'm experiencing in the U.S. Like I'm not saying that you got to just stay here and deal with it. I just think that we just have to come to a place where we understand like this struggle may be too much. And I've seen a lot of articles about black Americans migrating to the islands, migrating back to the diaspora, migrating to other places because they don't want to live in the U.S. anymore. And for them, you can exchange it like it's just like going from being single to married. Like there's a struggle when you're single, but there's also a struggle when you're married. But the struggle when you're married may outweigh the struggle when you were single. So like we're, if we're going to struggle, at least I want to choose what I'm willing to struggle for. And I think that that's important, too. How about that? So on you. OK. Uh, OK, let's move. On to the next question. The next question says, Jay Nicole says, there's always going to be a struggle. They just very honestly, yeah. Courtney Matthews says, it's more so the persecution of Black people as a whole than struggle. I think she was asking why God allowing this. No, I no. once again, it's like, and obviously, like, I'm just giving you my perspective, what my relationship with God has, you know, revealed to me that, we want God's intervention on some things, but not everything. And I think that like God has empowered us to use our voices and to, you know, affect change in the best way that we can. But like God's grieving with us. Like I feel this so deeply in my heart that because this was not God's original intention, when he sees it, he grieves with us as well. He gave us free will. Everyone, he gave free will. And a lot of people are using that free will to do evil. And that is heartbreaking, not just for him, but for us as well, because we are on the receiving end of that pain and that heartbreak. And so I think that the best thing that we can do is to try to channel that pain into purpose. But I think that there are so many things that grieve the heart of God, not the least of which is what we're experiencing with this racial unrest. Like, I don't for one second believe that God is like, yeah, let me let this happen. But I think that this is part of what happens when humanity becomes God, right? When when the white man decides he's going to be God over other people and he takes the free will that God 
gave us and uses it to enchain and, and enslave a people group. Like this breaks the heart of God. Like racism breaks the heart of God. Like there's no doubt in my mind that this breaks the heart of God. And so if we want God, to, how do we tell God, then I want you to intervene here, but I also don't want you to intervene here. Like we've got to submit our will to God. Once we come to that consciousness that this isn't what God allowed for us, this is what God wants for us. So God, give me the power to affect change on my level so that I can bring you your vision to earth. I want heaven to touch earth in this area. That's what our purpose is about. And that's why purpose is so important because when we tap into our God-given purpose, it is heaven touching earth. I don't want to start preaching here, but that's, you know what I mean? That's, I'm going to, I'll get into that. Okay. I'll get into that at another time. Next question. Okay. Question says, Chantel Matthew says truth this has been going on for a very long time preach people put power into their own hands the devil let me that's what happened and like that's what jacked us all up Deborah says we are also dealing with spiritual warfare indeed okay then uh, Vanya says Vania Vanya tell me what it is racism and inequality broke God's heart back when Moses was on earth he doesn't change for sure uh, this is maybe helpful Denise says Dr. Tony Evan does a fantastic job of teaching about sovereignty and why bad things happen to good people a phenomenal job look him up if you're struggling with resentment in this area I love that definitely look that up I'm going to look it up myself Madison said God may or may not be allowing life struggles when we cry he, he, he cries when we hurt, he hurts. Um, when we hurt ourselves or when we messed up, he is hurting me. But because God is so loving and sovereign, he will always turn evil for good. Okay, so I'm moving on to the next question. All right, next question, y'all, bear with me. It says, hello there, Sarah. I'm writing you, writing to you because my daughter often listens to your messages and is very inspired. However, there are times like today that she listens while smoking pot. She's had a difficult journey, has a mental health condition and an addiction sigh. Only God has given me strength to wait for what he has in store for her. I've heard about your difficulties and wonder what kind of advice can you offer someone like her who has admitted to being lukewarm? Thank you. First of all, I just want to thank you for your honesty here. Um, this is a question or that not most people would bring up, but I definitely believe that this is something that a lot of people have um, dealt with. So so what I'm going to say to you is this. I really feel like something has happened to your daughter at some point. You probably know what it is that made her no longer feel passionate or that she couldn't bring the fullness of herself into the world. Maybe there's shame. Maybe there's been some experience that shaped her in a way that makes her no longer believe that she can be passionate about anything. Um, you know, there's a point that we get to in life where all we want to do is be numb. And when we get to that point, there are things that invade our space, like maybe a message that makes us not want to be numb anymore, but we can't find the strength to overcome that feeling of wanting to be numb. So we try to make them live in the same place. I would just say, honestly, be encouraged. What the enemy can't do is remove the word from her. If she is receiving the word and the spirit of God is penetrating her, even if she's high when doing it, when it's all said and done, the power of God is more powerful than any drug that she could be on, any addiction that she has gone through. And I think that the word has to continue to water the seeds of God that's down on the inside of her. And so I would say continue to allow voices to speak into her life, try to be a place where that she can talk to 
ask her what she received from that message like what was that message about for you like without like being like you know a hovering helicopter parent but to really ask her to unpack that word like to make it applicable to her own life like well oh, well how would that change how you do x y and z and to spend less time focusing on what you want her to change and more time focusing on what you want to grow on the inside of her because sometimes we'll see a seed of what god is doing but we also see the weeds of everything else that is happening in a person's life and we are so blinded by the weeds that we don't take on the responsibility of watering that seed and whatever capacity that we can. And so if you have someone in your life where you're like, I see you got a seed, but you got a bunch of other weeds in this thing too. I want to challenge you to start watering that seed and to be intentional about really highlighting that part of the person's life so that they feel that that seed has space to grow. Sometimes when you've gone through a lot and people only see you a certain way, you kind of get locked into living in that box. But when you want to try something new, but you aren't sure there's space in your world for that new version of you to come forward it can make you kind of feel like you got to stay lukewarm or right in the middle. If I were you and I were in that situation, I would really continue to kind of just like unpack what it is that you see her experiencing when listening to those messages and really begin to pray into that and to make a stage for that part of her to show up. Um, Shauna says she needs to reprogram her mind. She needs to go to a group of to a group of spiritual family that gets deeper into healing like a spiritual therapist. Um, Jessica says, yes, water the seed, not condemn. Let's see. Um, Denise says, we plant, God waters. Brianna says, uh, <laughs> the box could definitely work. Use the box. Star says she is hurt from a past experience. She's still getting the word. God will change her heart from her addiction in due time. Yes, Rachel Harvey says, disciple her without degrading her, praying for yours and her growth. Tiffany Jackson says that she's even receptive and listening is important. We are all imperfect. I totally agree. Uh, Pamela says, I feel the exact same way. I want to be numb all the time, even after listening to powerful words. I want to change, but I don't have that strength. And if it's and if it makes sense, I'm afraid to be happy or feel my feelings. I feel lukewarm because I feel like I don't deserve the grace and mercy. Dr. Nina did a podcast where she talked about how our emotional relationship affects our, our spiritual relationship. And that's why I said, you know, there's probably a trauma that she has experienced at some point in her life that is shaping how she shows up in any relationship. She's probably not just lukewarm when it comes to her relationship with God. She's probably lukewarm in everything. And so I think to make it less about her relationship with God and more about like what let's really focus on how we became lukewarm in the first place. And you may not be the person who can do that. You may not be the person who can walk her through that, but there is therapy. There are options that are available so that she can be present in her own life. Like I used to smoke a lot. And one of the things that I hated about smoking when I finally stopped was like, I just didn't feel like I was present. Like I felt like I was always in a haze and I didn't like feeling like I was in a haze, but that haze felt good because I didn't want to see my life. I didn't want to look at my shame. I didn't want to look at my pain. I didn't want to look at what was keeping me held back held back. And so it was easier to walk in a haze than it was to see my life clearly. That's trauma. Like I would rather just be in a haze and dazed out than to see my life clearly because I'm afraid that what I see will hurt me or I'm afraid that what I see will devalue me even more. Like that's difficult to do. But then you get to this place and I'm trying to figure out what my, like I was, I just wanted to be brave enough to see myself. I just wanted to be brave enough to see myself. Like 
God sees me, okay, my family sees me, but I don't want to see myself. And I think when it came about me just being brave enough to see and embrace myself, like, come on, rescue Eve. Like, I wanted to go and find that Eve who knew better but didn't do better. And I wanted to look at her and dare to find the beauty in her, to see her innocence, to see how she meant well, to see how she made a mistake but recovered from that. And I, and when you become brave enough to see yourself, you don't have to worry about being lukewarm again. You just have to challenge yourself over and over again to see yourself again. And that happens in different stages of our life. We become comfortable seeing ourselves in one stage, but then there's a new stage of our life that's introduced and we have to be brave enough to see ourselves there again. Uh, so, okay, that's it. Um, yeah, Jessica, I just wanted to be brave enough to see myself. That's it. Harriet Smith said, yes. Lottie says, yes. Brianna says, I just wanted to be brave enough to see myself. That was heavy. Let me tell you, that's it. That's, that's it. Like sometimes we can't receive God's love. We can't receive that identity of being fearfully and wonderfully made. Like we can't, because we don't believe that it really applies to us. And we don't want to see that shame and we don't want to see that body count. And we don't want to see what we had to drink and do to survive. Like we don't want to see that. And so it's easier for us to just be in the days and be lukewarm than to be passionate or to feel pain. And the truth is that pain and pleasure are both a part of life and lukewarm is no way to live. So being present is our only option and being present means we have to be brave. So, all right. It's advice. It's snack time in the sanctuary. (laughs) Okay snack time in the sanctuary. I've been talking for a long time, so I'm gonna make this snack quick. Okay. All right. Um, so I told you guys when I got back from vacation that I really thought that I would be able to get in this rhythm that I haven't been able to establish in 2020. Um, cause I kind of felt like, like probably like most people that I like lost control in my rhythm. And then, like I said, we got smacked with like so many things over the weekend that I was like, dang, I don't want to go back on vacation. I just want my life to feel familiar in some capacity, but I feel like it hasn't been familiar in a long time, but this is my truth, right? Like this is my truth that I am having to be brave enough to see my world around me in a fresh new way and to not be grieving for what was. So I am going to challenge you guys with this snack the same way that I challenged myself for the last two days. Saturday and Sunday were tough. Monday and Tuesday, I kind of came to this place where I realized that I'm going to have to wake up every day and ask myself, what is the rhythm for today? Instead of looking for a rhythm that I can sustain for the week or for the months, but to be sensitive enough to ask myself with each day. I mean, it goes back to the model prayer, like give me, give us this day, our daily bread. Like God, how are we dancing today? Is it a fast song where I feel productive and on top of things and I'm checking off my to-do list? Or is it one of those days where it's a slow song and I have to move in slow motion and I have to be sensitive to what may come my way? I have to be sensitive enough to wake up each day and ask God, what is today's rhythm? And to be courageous enough to dance to that beat without missing the beat of yesterday. You know, don't miss a beat. 
is what I'm saying, sis, is sometimes we wake up and we just want yesterday's rhythm and we want last year's rhythm and we want last year's consistency and last year's stability. And we don't have that right now. You have to understand that since 2017, I've been planning out my next year, like in that previous year, like at this time in my life, uh, when it's September, like I would dang near have my whole year, my whole 2021 planned out. Like, that's just how we do things. Like we just plan out the whole year. Like I know when we're going on tour, I know the podcast seasons, like my whole life is like, I know when we're going on vacation, like we section out for 2021. And so now it's just like, I'm waking up every day and I'm just kind of like playing it by ear. And in the process of playing it by ear, I have these moments where I feel like, man, I wish that I just had what I used to have. But I really felt like if I keep living in that space, I'm going to wake up frustrated. Like I wish that we could just start the podcast on time that we could just hit the go live button and we would be here on time the way that well like not on time but like 15 minutes late instead of an hour late that's what I've been praying for not one time this season have we been able to pull it off but guess what every day I have to wake up and say God what is the rhythm we're dancing to today and have peace in the middle of that that's why I'm I don't know if you guys have woman evolve tv we're having this like three-week series about like peace people and purpose, like how to maintain our peace, how to maintain our relationships with people and how to tap into purpose because our peace is so important in this season, but peace can be evasive and hard to find. But um, my snack for today is for you to wake up each day and to be crazy enough to ask God, what song are you playing for me today? And how can I dance to that beat without missing what happened yesterday? Because when we dance in the rhythm of today, we find the joy for today. We find the provision for today. We find the creativity and the peace that is connected to today. Because while we're grieving for yesterday, we're asking for yesterday's peace to show up in today. And that doesn't happen today has peace, today has provision, today has power, and I just don't want you to miss it. So I'm going to be praying for you no matter where you are and no matter what song is playing for you today, that you would find the rhythm and that you would dance unapologetically to that rhythm, knowing that God knew exactly what song was going to play and he knew exactly who was going to be on the dance floor in your life. And all he said was dance, girl, dance. You got what it takes. I love you guys. Thank you for sticking this out with me. Okay. Because we're figuring this out. Oh, Natasha, you're right. Bishop says to dance in your desert. He did preach that. I think that was August 16th. You got it. Okay. Rochelle, uh, Rachel Harvey says, I used that got done list idea you had from a year or so ago. It's been helping me realize that I'm getting more done than I thought. And I was more sensitive to the voice of God than I thought too. Oh, I love that. I love that got done list. Instead of a to just for real quick, for those of you guys who maybe don't know, like instead of a to-do list, I like to have like a got done list because sometimes I go to bed and I'm like, man, I still have so much to do. But then I write down what I accomplished and I realize, wow, I really did put in work today. Even though I have more work to do, I did put in work. And that makes me feel more confident that I'm moving through the world with uh, productivity productivity in mind. So, okay. Sorry about the technical issues. I can't say that it won't happen again. But what I will say is I'm going to keep trying. All right. Let's pray. God, man, <laughs> you are faithful, even in the midst of chaos, in the midst of unrest, you continue to show up and help us to become advocates for change, to use our voice and our frustration to create connection, growth, 
peace, and progress. And I'm just praying that you would continue to do that, that for some of us who've been feeling like we're um, not progressing, we've been feeling like we're on pause, that you would allow us to breathe in deeply and that we would breathe in your grace, your love, your power, your peace, and that we would exhale. And when we exhale, our frustration, our doubt, our fears, our insecurity would be removed from our spirit. Father, help us to dance each day with the rhythm that you have in mind without grieving what used to be. God, you have chosen each and every last one of us to be alive in this generation because you said that we could be a part of really bringing your heavens to earth. And so God, I'm praying that heaven would show up in every area that we needed and that we would become vessels, clear the channel, clear the frustration, clear the fear, and allow us to flow in what you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.